Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. And I think this is, this is where these reminders are, are good in the sense that they do press us up against these fundamental, terrific mysteries of life. Terrific being the adjective from terror. (laughs) We do not know. No, time does not reveal itself forward. We don't know what's going to happen. And as the second reminder reminds us, we don't know when that point is. We just do not know. Death is real. We are all going to die, but it comes without warning. Oh, you've changed the board. I've changed the board. And sorry, and and that and that sense of you know that is something we all universally have to grapple with. There is no exception. And of course, we all have different. These bits are all different, but essentially, in the big picture we are all walking that path towards something that we don't know. Like what Heidegger calls it's the, the being towards death. That, you know, the, our sense of being is defined by the fact that we're walking towards the end of being. The impossibility of being is death, and we are kind of defining ourselves by moving towards that. There's no escape. Well, pulling back and coming to, to this one, uh, death is real and comes without warning. This, is, I think, is self-evident. doesn't really too much exegesis. Uh, and this body will become a corpse. This is a very, you know, these are very visceral um, reminders. And this is the one that, you know, when the, the Karmapa, who's the head of this lineage, was asked by some big politician in America, you know, can you sum up Buddhism in two, in, you know, two three words? And he said, yes, everything changes. And in, in a sense, this, this one, which is known as impermanence, uh, you know, the essence is that everything changes. Everything is always flowing. Everything is in flux. And that's, you know, particularly, the reminder is particularly about our bodies. You know, our bodies are changing. This is the one thing that we cannot control. Um, but the, it's this, this part, you know, the thing that's going to trigger a bit of time anxiety <laughs> is, of course, knowing that my chance to practice Dharma is brief. (laughs) I undertake this practice. Uh, And I think what you just said, Robert, is is very to the point, that, you know, from stepping back into the Buddhist perspective that I was going to give to each one, from the Buddhist perspective is, when we die, what happens is that we continue, what we've been doing all our life, then spills out into our death experience. So that, you know, from a Buddhist point of view, death is not the end. It's like it's a transitional period between to a new beginning. But what happens is that death comes, we're all going to die, and in that moment, what we've done up to that point, which is the next point, karma, uh, is going to condition what happens to us. And, um, you know, it's not necessarily... 
you can understand it in the sort of like, you know, bad things will happen to us, good things will happen to us. But the very basic idea is that at that moment of death, if you are very mindful, if you are extremely aware of your body, if you're extremely able to kind of tolerate change, then you are going to be in a much better position to navigate what happens after death. You can read the Tibetan Book of the Dead if you want to know the details of what happens to you after death, according to the Tibetans. But anyway, apart from that, that point when you die is going to be the end of something. And you want to really be able to look back over your life and, and say this unique life meant something. And it may have started really badly, I may have had awful things happen to me, but I got to the end and it added up. So are you prepared for that moment, regardless of whether you believe that anything happens afterwards? And, you know, we don't get what we want. This is what, in the fourth reminder, we don't get what we want. That's just a basic law of the world. We sometimes get what we want, but we don't always get what we want. And so our life won't be what we wanted, but it will have been. And when you get to the end of it, will it have been a life worth living? Will it have been a life well lived? And so this... You know, this again is, this is a time stress. This is a terrific uh, feeling. But it's one that we need to face and grapple with. It's not a terror that we can escape. Uh, the uniqueness, the sense of possibility of waste, and the possibility uh, and the reality of death, these are things, these are real. And these are things we can't fudge. Although absolutely everything in contemporary, in contemporary culture aims to fudge them, particularly this one. If you think about the Western, Western world, everything in the Western world is about death denial. We're going to live forever, you'll be young forever, only young people count. You know, it's all about life and drinking Bacardi on a beach. And, you know, everything's, you know, everything's young and fresh and and you can take these pills and you can do this exercise and you can you know, have this thing and you can cryogenically freeze yourself and you can you know, put your memories up into the internet or whatever. Everything is about death denial, which is why everybody's depressed. It's true. This is why this depression is at epidemic levels. It's because people are not facing the, the alive realities of, of mortality the preciousness of human life, and, and when we look at it tomorrow, karma. Um, and so, weirdly, even though it does make you feel, uh, it makes a, it makes you feel like, oh my god, I need to do something. It's a kind of positive terror rather than a neurotic anxiety. Do you see the difference? But this is where the fourth line of each verse is really important. I undertake this practice. So the practice of meditation, whatever the practice is that you choose to do, but the practice is to be with what is happening. To stay with the actual physical, emotional, also thinking, but also everything that's happening in your life, to take it seriously. To pay, to give honour to what your unique experience in the world is. Because that's the way of, uh, this is what it's reminding you. It's reminding you to, to live. This was the, the parting words of Chugyun Trumpa to his disciples. It was, make the people live. Make the people live. 
And I think that's such a beautiful sentiment. These, these four reminders really do wake you up to the fact that, well, there's no choice, you're alive. Um, but that, all that neurotic worrying, as you said, it just gets in the way. It's not necessary. These things wake you up. It's like uh, Reggie says, you know, the Buddha's teaching wakes, is saying, wake up, get out of the garbage heap of your mind and live and help people. And this is, this is what the commitment, these reminders are doing. They're reminding us to practice, to practice that. But it's, I just wanted to say one thing before we have a tea break. Is it can be stressful. It can feel like, oh God, I've got to live up to my potential and I've got to kind of do stuff before I die. And again, that's the ego just kicking in again and making a big problem about it. But the other thing about it is that it, it connects us. You know, when you shook each other's hands, you know, we are all going to die. <laughs> it's that lovely Tom Lehrer song. Do you know Tom Lehrer sang Poisoning Pigeons in the Park? Mm-hmm. He sang a lovely song called We're All Going Together When We Go. <laughs> it's about the, <laughs> during the Cold War. It was like, he said, well, you know, when the bombs come, we're all going to go together when we go. All suffused in an incandescent glow. Uh, and, but there is this sense that, you know, we are, we're not alone in struggling with this. We're not alone in tussling with the uniqueness of our life and the, the imperative that that brings, or with the kind of stark fact that we're going to die. This is a ground for compassion. It allows us to connect with one another in a very fundamental way. And the first one, about the uniqueness of human life, this is... Uh, this is the, uh, in, in the inspiration for what they call mudita, or sympathetic joy. A sense of joy in being alive. In the universe, enjoying this unique path that we have. Even if it's complicated and checkered and ups and downs, there's a joy in it. So even though they can trigger neurotic, sort of like, oh God, I'm never going to live up to this, they can also uh, trigger a kind of positive emotion sense of an enjoyment of our unique life and a compassion for our fragility. Thank you for listening and please do join us again for more podcasts from MindSprings. You can find out more about us and our work at mind-springs.org That's mind-springs.org